Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter number 1. Page 1192. Romans chapter number 1. 1192. We'll begin reading with verse number 16. Romans chapter number 1. Verse number 16. Romans chapter number 1. Verse number 16. Find your place. Let's all stand together one more time. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written... The just shall live by faith. Verse 17, let's read together. Ready? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. One of the great desires in my heart is that God would stretch our faith. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach on daring to have faith in God. Now I realize I preached many, many sermons on faith. But I think maybe tonight God will allow us to see it in a little different light than what we've seen it before. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. Brother Neil Abernathy, how about you praying? Amen. Our theme of this year is daring to believe God. And it is one thing to say we believe, but quite another to live like we believe. My desire for our church is for our faith to be stretched this year. And for you personally, that your faith in the Holy God would grow. John 9, 4 said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. If that is true, and it is, I must have a faith that's settled and strong for this day. In our text, God revealed to us a faith to trust him as our Savior But he goes on to say that it is a faith to live every day from faith to faith. It is having faith on Monday, but then faith on Tuesday. It is a continual growth and a continual exercise of our faith. I needed faith for yesterday. I need faith for today. And oh, how I need faith for tomorrow. And the Lord is ever desiring to take our faith to another level. Regardless of where that level may be, we can never attain a time in our life when we don't, when there's, 
when there's no need for our faith to grow. There is always a need. There is always a need for our faith to grow. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. First, we must believe that He is. And did you know God desires to reward you for seeking Him and desiring Him? And when we look at this subject of faith, we realize it's a very broad subject. Hebrews 11, that great faith chapter says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Hebrews 11, 10, Abraham said, For he looked for a city whose foundations, whose builder, his maker is God. So faith is illustrated all through the Bible. And as we approach this new year and, and we look at what uh, uh, faith in God growing our faith and daring to our faith in God, let me share with you what faith is not. First of all, faith is not a desire. Sometimes we can wish for something, hope for something, Now, a desire can move you into a faith in believing God, but the desire itself is not faith. Faith is not presumptuous. Sometimes we do what we, we do what we want to do and we justify it by calling it faith. When in reality, we did what we wanted to do. And faith didn't have nothing to do with it. Faith is not denial. Faith is pretending something is true. Denial is pretend, pretending something is true when in fact it's not true at all. We hear this often. When we believe God uh, uh, wants us to do this, when in fact God didn't have anything to do with that. They just wanted to do that, so they did. But let me tell you what the greatest enemy of faith is. Actually, there's two. And they go together so much that it's it's impossible to see the difference in them. Faith is not a feeling. There's nothing gets in the way of faith in God like what we feel. Men, our feelings are absolutely the most damnable thing to faith ever was. Well, I feel this and I feel that. And let me say, fear is a feeling. I said last week and I still believe it. Fear holds people's faith hostage. And the justification for that fear is, I feel this may happen or that may happen or this may happen. And what happens and what's so dangerous about a feeling overriding our faith 
is we've given our feelings God status. Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is. I thank you so much for being here tonight. I do. I am, I am humbled by your presence here tonight. But others could be here and should be here. They just didn't feel like being here. And that feeling got God's status in their life because God commanded faithfulness. And I get concerned and burdened. And I, I, I truly do. I sometimes uh, wonder if God treated us the way we treat Him, how would we handle that? I wonder how God would handle it the next time we were deathly sick in the hospital and we prayed and God said, well, I'm sorry, I just don't feel like coming over to the hospital to help you tonight. I wonder how we would feel. So I get challenged by that sometimes. Faith is, says, I'm going to move ahead in spite of my feelings. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Our feelings, all of us, human beings, our feelings get in the way sometimes. You can go ahead and say amen. It won't bother me none. Sometimes I get flustered and frustrated and my feelings get me all sideways. Ain't got nothing to do with faith, but my feelings get me in a mess sometimes. And sometimes our feelings is the most, can, can be the most destructive thing to our faith. May I say faith is not bargaining with God. I, I, I hate to, I've endured this. I've seen this so many times. I've been to hospitals and someone being a, a really sick or, or, or in an accident and uh, they said, boy, preacher, you pray. Boy, when I get out of here, I, tell, I told God when I got out of here, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to do right. And I'm going to be faithful. And I, I just cringe when I hear that because I'm thinking, no, you won't. When you get better, you'll pitch God back in the trunk where you're dragging him out. And you're going down the road. I, I, God's not in the bargaining. God's not in the business. If we do this, He's going to do this. He's not in the bargaining business. Faith is not playing let's make a deal. And many times when people find themselves in a mess, they promise God an awful lot of things. And um, then when it comes time to to actually do that, they're, they're not. So what is faith? What is faith then? If I'm, if I'm going to dare to have faith in God in 2019, what is faith? Well, number one, and, and here's your handout. You can write them if you would like. Faith is seeing from God's point of view. Faith is seeing from God's point of view. 
Faith is simply seeing the world, his business, from how he looks at it. Now, honestly, God's point of view, most of the time, doesn't make sense to me. And even though I know the Bible says in Isaiah 55, 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, even though I know that, I still like for it to make sense to me. How many is like that? I like things to make sense. But faith comes along and says, but I want you to trust me even though it doesn't make sense or you can't figure it out. And the more I walk with God and the more I try to seek God's will and the more I try to serve God in my life, the long, and the longer I serve God and the longer I stay in this thing, the, the, the more I realize very little of what God does stands to human reasoning. As a matter of fact, when I start contemplating as a psalmist, when I consider the moon and the stars, then I say, Lord, is what is man that thou art mindful of him that you would even consider him? When I think about how we are, it blows my mind that God would ever care about us whatsoever. It blows my mind that he would leave heaven and come and mount an old-fashioned cross and die for the likes of you and I. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. It blows my mind he blesses us in spite of the way we act most of the time. It blows my It just blows. It blows my mind and what God's done in our discharge when I look around and see us. Amen. Say amen. It just blows my mind when I look around and, I, and when I see myself, it just absolutely astounds me that God could even love the likes of me, but He does. Boy, ain't that son. Wow. I was coming across a road and I'm glad that there's no plans bigger for, than for me to come tonight. And I know some of you changed your plans and I'm so thankful you did. But more than that, there's a God in heaven that looks down and keeps perfect records. And I thought there ain't no plans greater than for me to come and at least say, God, I sure love you and I thank you and I praise you for your goodness and mercy. See, it all comes down to having a God perspective of life. A God perspective of life. Perspective will determine your purpose. Perspective will determine your passion. Perspective will determine your place in history. Not the way we see it, but the way God sees it. Because everything in your life 
will be determined how you look at things. If you can look things from God's perspective. Sometimes I get caught up looking from my perspective. In my perspective, I think this ought to be a happening. My perspective, I think somebody ought to do this. My perspective, I think folks ought to act this way. My perspective, I think this ought to be taking place. But the reality is, good season, not David. Amen. My perspective is most of the time not God's perspective. God's perspective is so much greater. See, if we never see from God's perspective and we see from our own perspective, we will never dare to believe God. Do you hear what I said? If we never see from God's perspective and we only see from our perspective, we'll never take the dare to believe God. Faith and perspective are closely related. Now faith is the substance of things so forth, the evidence of things not seen. John Phillips wrote, Faith gives substance to the unseen reality. Faith gives substance to the unseen reality. And dear friend, faith is a common denominator of every life. No one lives a day, not a single day, without exercising some kind of faith in something. Let me show you what I mean. We exercise faith in a doctor. My, I got a good doctor. I, I really do. She's, she's a, she's a really good doctor. And, 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 and I exercise a faith in her that she cares about me and she tells me the right thing. But she's not my God. So when I don't agree with her, like sticking me in an ambulance, Say, no, I got a good car out here. Matthew can drive me. Well, you need going that. No, no. I know they charge. Amen. They charge. Ain't that right? They charge. I ain't paying this bill. I mean, what's important? She said, well, you might, something happen before you get there. I know if I take an ambulance ride, something's going to happen. I'm going to have a bill to pay. I'll take my chances. But we put faith in a doctor. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, let me just go ahead and say it. I probably shouldn't. I'm going to. If some of you put as much faith in God as you did, doctor, we turn the world upside down. We turn the world upside down. We put faith in other drivers. If you knew the people smoked up, doped up, drinking, Texting on the phone, asleep, or just plain crazy that passed you when you went to the grocery store. Not saying church, God, I'll tell you that, you'll never come to church again. 
But going to the grocery store, it would blow your mind. We trust other drivers. Stay on their side of the road. Now not crash into us. We trust the bank to properly care for our money. Keep accurate records. As a matter of fact, how many of you are sitting? That's not a trick question. How many of you are sitting? All right. You exercise faith. You believed. I watched you. Nobody stopped and said, None of, none of you, no, most of you come in and <laughs> we wash. Most of you, that's why you sat down. Just flop down. You didn't check it to see if it would hold you up. Boy, if it had failed, I might have laughed or something. I got you up and helped you. But I, I had to help you. Anyway, but you, didn't, but you exercised faith. You had faith when you sat down that that pew would hold you up. So here's the question. Idolaters trust in idols. Humanists trust in themselves. Philosophers trust in human reasoning. Religionists, not Christians, trust in their own deeds. But all of these are powerless. I went on a mission trip in Mexico, and I'm, I'm sure Neil's seen some of these. And you go into these big old colonials, and they're just poor people. I, I mean, just really, just really poverty beyond most of us we've seen. And just, just miles of, of just very poor people. And I was taken back by two things. I was taken back that everybody had a fence around the house. Now, I mean, it's cars on the edge, on the side, and poles, and just whatever they could find to, to build a fence. And, uh, and it was very poor. And then I noticed something else. We went to this, one of their cemeteries. And I'm honest with you. You ever been to one of their cemeteries, Neil? They got these beautiful statues they worship Mary. And they got these beads and all this stuff in their cemeteries and on their graves. And they're absolutely beautiful. Now, I'm, I don't worship Mary. I mean, I didn't pray not one time to her. Anyway, that, that they're there. And, I, and they go and, and, the, and the interpreters tell them they'll save a lifetime to buy that statue to put it on that graveyard and worship that day and, and worship Mary. Mary's dead. Mary's dead. And they'll worship that. And, and, but yet many will, will do the same thing. And so, uh, faith is seeing from God's point of view. Now, that's the first step. You gotta see from God's point of view. Number two, faith is seeing, then doing. That's obedience. Ephesians 1.18. The eyes of your understanding 
being enlightened. That's seeing. God enlightens you. He enlightens your mind. You see. You see, boy, that, that's God. That, that's God. You see that. That you may know what is the hope of His calling, what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Paul is saying, I'm praying your spiritual eyes would be in line to the things of God. But then he said this. Yeah, I see. But how do you see? You either look with life, with eyes of fear, eyes that are physical. How many understand that if you look at our world through eye, just physical eyes, that you could get very fearful in a hurry. I mean, the craziness that is going on, and uh, I mean, just crazy stuff going on, and it would be very quick to get eyes of fear. Matter of fact, we're living in the most fearful day it was. Preacher friend is talking about uh, carrying guns in the house of God. He said, in my church, he said, if somebody pulls a gun, you're in more danger of crossfire than you would get in, than, than the crook of shooting you. Probably shoot one another. Dresses come up, guns come out, and it'd be on. You look through life with eyes, life with fear. And I'm going to be honest with you. you listen. Listen, there's two things I believe needs to happen for Solid Rock Baptist Church. I believe, first of all, some need to recognize they got a spirit of fear. And number two, they got to get victory over that with their faith. Because if they never do, when the circumstances, when the situations happen, it piles on the fear. Instead of the faith. And they'll not dare to believe. And they need to believe God for some things. They need to believe God for some things. I'm asking God to give me and Darlene one family this year to add to. I'm talking about a family that comes in and I can have that I can disciple into the house of God in one family that I can help this year. I'm believing God, but if I got eyes of faith, fear. And I'll let every circumstance around me, when that happens, well, I tell you, we'll box ourselves in our house and do nothing for God because we're afraid. But if we look through eyes of faith, then eyes are spiritual. Numbers chapter 13, let me illustrate for you. God told them, He said, He led them out of Egypt, His people. And by the way, this was His people. And God said, the land I'm going to show you, it's yours. I've given it to you. And uh, it would be like uh, if I said, uh, uh, tonight I got a brand new car. And I say, here it is, it's yours. Go take it. Now don't worry, that's not going to happen. And uh, but it, he said, the land, it's, it's there. Take it. 
And so he told them. He said, now I want you to go. And he said, I want you to size up the situation. He said, I want you to go size up. Listen to what he said. Moses sent them to spy the land of Canaan and said to them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is. Okay? So I want you to go look at the land. See how it's laid out. And then notice what he said. And the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, if you hear me, how many people are, are, are they, who they are, go, go see how many they are. Then he said, what the land is they, that they dwell in. He said, I want you to go in and look about where the houses are. Then he said, I want you to go look at their cities, whether they're in tents or they're in strongholds. Do they have they built houses? Then he said, I want you to go look at the land and see if it's fat or lean. In other words, has it got abundance like God said it did? Or is the land... There's just not much there. He said, I want you, and when you find that, bring the fruit of the land back with you. Now, notice what Moses said. Size up the situation. What did they do? They sized up themselves. He said, size up the situation. And they went up and they sized up themselves. And when we size up ourselves, we pinpoint our weaknesses and we begin to see through eyes of fear. They come back from the fact-finding mission. And the Bible says... And they came to the book of S, calling, cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they buried it between two upon a staff. They brought the pomegranates and the figs. Old Maze Jackson said they had, had bananas over there the size of telephone poles. This is what they were saying. They told him, said, we came into the land where thou sent us. And surely a flock with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. They said, it's true, it's true, it's true. Everything God said that it was, it is. But then, they said, nevertheless. Let me give you our word for nevertheless. Boy, preacher, I need to visit my neighbor, but... I need to talk to that person before I but I need to tithe, but I need to pray, but there's always that excuse that nevertheless they said this we've sized up ourselves and the people be strong that dwell therein. Cities are walled and very great, and more we saw the children of Anak there. Two looked with eyes of faith. And Caleb still the people before Moses said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we be well over to overcome it. Now listen. See, matter of fact, tell you what I've got. Tell you what I've got. 
I'm going to challenge you. Don't look at your Bible now. I've got a $20 bill for the first person that can stand up and give me the name of the 10 spies that come back with a negative report. Okay, hop up. Twenty dollars, twenty smackaroos. Do you know I'm Jonathan? <laughs> Shambu, Zaphat, Egal, Peltai, Gadil, Gaddy, Emil, Cether. Nebba and Gugul. That's their names. How often do you hear those names? Well, what's the two that come back with a good report? Hear those often, don't you? See, no one remembers the negatives and who decides we just can't do it. Nobody will never remember this church about the people that we just can't do it. Don't remember the ones that accomplished through eyes of faith what God would have them to do. Joshua 14, 12, Caleb come up to the, to the Lord. He said, Now therefore give me this mountain where the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord be, will be with thee. Me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Caleb said, Give me my mountain. How do we develop those eyes of faith for the next year? I'm just going to give you one tonight because I'm going to give you the rest of them tomorrow night. I'm going to give you the rest of them tomorrow night. But let me give you one. Dwell. On the opportunities ahead, not on the opposition before us. Dwell on the opportunities ahead, not on the opposition before us. The opportunity was, and they told him and said, We came to the land whither they sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Everything God said He would do, He'll do. And we can look at the opportunity that He's given us. Or we can dwell on the opposition. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and they're very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Notice something with me. Notice the progression. Notice the progression and the stacking. It's an amazing thing to me whenever, whenever we fail to have eyes of faith, how quickly we can stack eyes of fear. Start it out, but the people are great. And the big, big old high walls. Big old high walls. And we're like grasshoppers. And we just can't do it. 
And we, we can do that in our hearts. And literally, we can start justifying it. And we can decide in our hearts. But I just can't do that. God wants you to... I want I, My challenge for you, every family in this church, here's my challenge for 2019. Pray, ask God to give you one family, reach one family for Jesus to share. Disciple that family. So I know how to disciple. I'll show you how. I'll give you the literature. I'll show you how. And get one family. But through eyes of fear, well, they might get mad. Well, they might slam the door. Well, they might, they might be sick and all get Well, they might. And on and on. But oh, may we see the opportunity. In every life, there's going to be we're going to hear good news and bad news. And the one you focus on will determine what you do with your life. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, All that I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator for all that I have not seen. Faith is not believing God can. It's knowing that He will. So number one, dwell on. The opportunity or the opposition before us. And let me say this. The devil just loves it. You know what the devil loves to do? And don't, 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 don't kid yourself. You think because you've got a position of a pastor, you don't fight this. No, it's not about position. Can Let's just judge this for a little bit. We're just all... Christians saved by the good grace of God. We're all, we're all just saying, let's just all get together now and be the same for just a moment. You, you think, you think position does not, does not, does not, uh, somehow or another exclude you from this. Every person here, boy, the devil just loves to get you to thinking, boy, I tell you, this is, this is going to go, uh, this is going to go under. Well, that's not good. This person is going to do it. That person gets you all this on the negative and, and literally to the point that, that you'll just want to give up. Have you ever been there? Just, just, he's, he's a master at that mess. Instead, God says, I want you to see the opportunity. I want you to see the opportunity. We went, went down to uh, Lenore. And uh, I forget now what we was in Lenore for. Went to the hospital. Yeah. Went to the hospital. And, uh, and, we, and we left the hospital and we went to Dairy Queen. I love that place. And... Uh, uh, and... Uh, and I had a gift card. That makes it even, oh, that just makes it better. Amen? How many can relate to that? That just makes it better. And, uh, and we ordered the food, and, and, and the little girl, she said, who, who are you? And I told her, she said, she said, I, I know you're a preacher. She said, I, I was coming to your church. I said, well, when you come? And she come as a little girl. And now she's a grown woman and got two kids. 
and had a wonderful opportunity to invite her to church and talk to her about the Lord. And I'm going to follow up on that because we've got to dwell on the opportunities ahead, not on the opposition before us. Because the devil, devil took 12 men, 10 of them decided we can't do it and missed God, missed His promise, and missed possessing what was rightfully theirs. Only two got it. I'm going to ask you, which side you on? You're on the side the two, you're on the side the ten. And can you dare to have faith in God in 2019? Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed.